0: What's up, people? Another episode of Justice For Jamoke Davis here with you. Hope you're doing well. Trying to survive, you know, day to day. I'm out here. I'm in a little bit of withdrawal. Football's almost over, y'all. The juggernaut, that is, the National Football League. The games are down to one. But this is going to be quite an off-season for me personally with my team, for a off-season of reflection for the league and its owners, and I will talk about that as it relates to the lack of black coaches getting hired and the lawsuit that was filed by the former Miami Dolphins Head coach, Brian Flores. There's new allegations against Daniel Snyder. We'll talk about the name for the Washington football team. That I don't know if I will ever call it that name, if I can avoid it, unless I'm describing it from a, I guess a, I have to say the name in a way to express my disgust with the name and the confusion with the name, which I will get into as well. NBA All-Star Weekend is approaching. Tonight, the All-Star Reserves will be revealed. That's going to be exciting. Or the teams, rather, as Team LeBron and Team Durant... Are gonna come out at the same time. The NBA is avail- unveiling a new trophy uh, redesign, rather for Kobe Bryant, and it's going to no doubt be another, you know, remembrance of Kobe Bryant, which is wonderful. It is. Um, and sticky with the NBA, there's a wonderful story I read about Chauncey Billups talking about how the NBA is light years ahead of the NFL in the hiring practices of coaches. And they are in some ways, other ways not so much. Other ways not so much, but uh, still good. Um, So I I guess in many ways, I'm no longer going to have gut check picks, at least not the same way. You know, I feel like I could do some Thursday night and Tuesday night picks for the games. But at the same time, it doesn't last as long in terms of the longevity of my picks, you know, that you can kind of watch what I said, but then listen and, and and see how the odds fluctuate. So that won't quite be the same. It won't quite be the same, but I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure it out. First thing that I want to get to is this name for the Washington football team. And, uh, I don't know how we got here. I've heard everything under the sun of names that people wanted going all the way back to even people remembering when the Washington bullets were changing to the Washington Wizards and what name should the team pick. And after, uh, now they picked a great day, 2 You couldn't pick a better day for the announcement. But you couldn't have picked a worse name. The Washington Commanders, that will be shortened to the Washington Commies, for sure. There is no doubt about that. And that's unfortunate. I just don't get it. And also think about Washington going commando cause you're the commanders. Like that's kind of crazy too. I just, you know, I don't know what they were thinking. I really don't know. I am disappointed in the selection, disappointed in the name. I've even heard about how they went from the the original name before the Washington football team, you know, uh, indigenous people that we that the name was disrespecting to now the people that wiped out the race in the the commanders or the commies. I mean, there's so many problems here with this name that I don't even know where to begin. And I don't wanna spend too much time on it because like, it's just crazy. You know, some people like the uniforms, some people don't like the uniforms. You know, my thing is, I actually, what I want to think that they may have considered, what I'd like to think that the ownership group considered, is that I wish they had stayed at Washington football team. It was different. It was unique. It was generic. Yes, I know, Washington football team, but... It kind of grew on me and it had like a Premier League soccer feel to it, you know they all they're all football clubs and we're Washington was a football team like I kind of like that. and now I just feel like I don't know I don't know if I'm ever gonna get used to it. I'm gonna probably not call them the Washington commanders. I feel like it's a ridiculous name. It's one step above the Washington Generals. And based on the team's record, I mean, they didn't go 0-16. Like, the Washington Generals never beat the Harlem Globetrotters, at least that I know of. I don't think they've ever won. But but this team is not good. I'm hoping they'll still trade for Jimmy G. I, don't, I know everybody's like, oh, Jimmy G stinks. Well, He somehow wins even when he's not playing well. And if we can get a quarterback that is an upgrade from Taylor Heineke, which I think Jimmy G is, then we should do it. And all of this talk of, I even saw a tweet that was like, oh, but look at the stats. Compare the stats between Jimmy G and Taylor Heineke through the season. Maybe you could also talk about coaching and the rest of the team because I think that is important. But I tell you what, Jimmy G's played in two Super Bowls. For any fan out there, you're telling me you wouldn't take Jimmy G if that meant you were competing in two, one Super Bowl, let alone two. But I know that goes in the head coaching and the rest of the team as well. But just stop with it. Just stop. I hope the Washington football team finds a way to get a quarterback and if it's Jimmy G, great. If they can get one in the draft, I'll live with that, but I feel like it's a little bit less of a guarantee. Now, granted, the last pass by Jimmy G in the NFC Championship was one of the worst passes I had ever seen any quarterback make. I was really saddened that he even threw the ball. Where he did, I, it was, it, I'll, I, I couldn't deny that. I couldn't deny that. But in the end, let me tell you something. I'm going to call this team, the Washington football team. That's what I'm calling them. I don't know. Maybe at some point I'll be able to get some gear. Somebody mentioned, oh, if you want to buy, you know, if you're getting jerseys, the white jersey just says Washington on it. So it's like there's no commander C word. I feel like it's weird. Call it the C word, right? I mean, people can make fun of it. That's not a good thing when you say the C word. Like it's just bad. The whole thing is just bad. What's good is the Super Bowl is two weeks away. I'm not watching the Pro Bowl or the skills challenge that they're trying to put on, I think, tonight. I think that's tonight. Am I watching that? No. I'm not. But I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl and seeing how the odds may change. We got the Rams favored at minus five, but they're not the home team. The Bengals are the home team playing at SoFi Stadium. I didn't look to re- I didn't look this up research wise, but I also am wondering, okay, well, because of that, do the Rams still get their st- their locker room, or do the Cincinnati Bengals get the Rams locker room, and the Rams are forced to be in the visitor locker room? How crazy is that gonna be? I do need to do that research, huh? But early indications have the Rams favored at minus four and a half, over under at 48 and a half. Money line minus 195 for the Rams, plus 165 for the Bengals. Not gonna do my gut check pick. But I tell you what I am doing, I'm not, I'm not doubting the Bengals anymore. Who they? They're the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. You got to say that now. Never thought I would. Never thought I would. But we are now. Where we are not is in a better place with hiring head coaches, minority head coaches in the National Football League. And there have been all of these experts. And I mentioned an article in my last podcast that's worth reading about the history of hiring minority head coaches. And then we get this lawsuit by Brian Flores. I mean, the allegations here are out of this world. Flores's claims start with the fact that the Miami Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, offered to pay him to lose games? I mean, the integrity of the NFL is at stake here. I mean, that would be awful. Of course, the NFL is going to say, hey, you know, it's not legitimate. This lawsuit, they're going to fight it vigorously. They're dismissing the entirety of his allegations as without merit. But then Flores also brings in the Denver Broncos and the Giants and New England Patriots head coach who sent a text that maybe wasn't for him. But it also means, unfortunately or fortunately, the league doesn't just have to, you can't just dismiss the claims. You've also got to look at, okay, well, we still have to see if it's true. John Elway said that Brian Flores' allegations are false and defamatory. Saying that Elway and Joe Ellis didn't show up, they showed up late for an interview. They didn't seem to be taking it seriously. That the interview was a sham and it was just a way to make sure that they exercise a Rooney rule. Elway said, quote, while I was not planning to respond publicly to the false and defamatory claims by Brian Flores, I cannot be silent any longer with my character, integrity and professionalism being attacked. The issue for me is that it shows why the Rooney rule doesn't really work. That's where it comes down to. The, oh, well, you just have to interview two head coaches. You could do that all day. And never hire a single one. You really could. You could hire, excuse me, you could interview four or five minority head coaches and never even interview them. Never. And that would be sad, but it's the truth. It's the truth. I did make a small mistake when I, last podcast, I was talking about minority head coaches. Did I think Robert Saleh falls in that too? The New York Jets head coach, along with Ron Rivera, and Mike Tomlin as as minority head coaches. But overall, the whole thing is a sham. And the Steelers are the one of the true upstanding organizations that is standing behind what they believe. And their belief in Mike Tomlin, the talk of what, you know, oh, maybe Brian Flores was like the angry black man in Miami. They couldn't stand for somebody, you know, with that kind of conviction and strength and power. You know, you want someone who is strong, but you can't be that strong. This isn't something new that's just in sports, it's in society. And it's not everybody is not like this by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a microcosm of a larger problem. And to find this wonderful story, I don't know, wonderful is not the right word, but to hear Chauncey Billups talk about how the NBA is, you know, more advanced. He said in an article that I read by Dave McMenamin. quote, I'm really just kind of so proud of our league, to be honest with you. I think we're light years ahead of where any other league is. I'm really proud of it. And I think of, A lot of it has to do with our players and our union. They've been pretty aggressive about what needs to happen. And what he said right there said it best. It's the players. And the union that can go a long way to fighting this. It really can. The players hold a lot of weight. They do. Chauncey Billups went on to say, I'll be honest with you, I'm not, it probably sounds crazy, but I'm not really a big fan of the Rooney rule. I think they're just making you interview a black candidate, but if that black candidate doesn't really have a chance, don't interview him. So I think it just gives you a check the box in the situation. I don't think that's fair. But for some reason, they thought that that rule was going to be the great equalizer, and it's not. It's not. So I'm not crazy about that rule and a couple of other things in the NFL, but I'm blessed to be in the NBA. Chauncey Billups is saying that, matter of factly, and he's 100% right, Yeah, I've seen some retread coaches in the NBA, and I'm like, man, can we give a brother a shot? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Doc Rivers, fired from the Clippers, hired two days later from the Sixers. Maybe it wasn't two days. It was like quickly. Chauncey Billups getting an opportunity to be a head coach. there's systematic racism in the national football league and the NFL can hide behind its campaign of you know oh we're we believe in e- equality there is no racial divide the players are they have the ability to have more of a voice But you know the owners think of them as just property. Here today, gone tomorrow, that's it. And I'm not just talking about black players either. The players, period. But if they can come together as a group and stand together, there's strength in numbers. There's strength in numbers and I hope that they can find a way to do that now. Make a stand as you're going into the Super Bowl, being able to speak out. I'm not gonna act like I've read every publication, watch every TV show, but I'm not hearing or reading a lot of players speaking out about this topic. And I hope more of them do on a regular basis. I hope more of them do. Sticking with the NBA, as I was talking about Chauncey Billups and thinking that the NBA is light years ahead of the NFL when it comes to the hiring practices. I was actually kind of excited about the All-Star game and wondered if maybe I should go to Cleveland to watch it. As I've noticed, the players that I've not been able to watch in person, that you think of their greatness, and realistically, I'm probably leaning towards tennis, like I've never seen Rafa in person, or Federer in person, Novak Djokovic in person, I missed a chance to see Rafa at the City Open. Um, I think Serena didn't play, I'm almost certain she didn't play in those World Team Tennis, but the time I went to see uh, Venus play in world team tennis, although I know Venus is not at Serena's level, but in tennis, there are a lot of, you know, players that I have never watched play before. But in basketball, that generation is going to be starting soon. That as I have moved away from working in sports, I don't see the athletes in person anymore. And if there was one that I want to see play now, it's John Moran. I want to see that guy play every day. I love his style. I love when he, you know, is dancing on the court. Doing the uh the the gritty. I just like him. I wish Zion was playing too. I've never seen Zion play either. At least I don't remember having seen him. But, you know, there's the generations. I've seen LeBron. I've seen Steph Curry. I've seen Giannis. I've seen Joel Embiid. This next generation, I'm like, I got to see them. I've got to see them. I actually went to a hockey game the other night. I got to see Crosby and Ovechkin play penguins and caps. And it wasn't my first game seeing those two teams play as my wife is a penguins fan. We went to the game in DC and I hope our hat is in the box that's collected during the hat trick. But we were at the game where Crosby and Ovechkin both had hat tricks. I don't even remember what year that was. It was crazy. And I just threw my hat on the ice. I was like, come on, I'm I'm doing it. Hopefully my, my hat's there. Caps won, 4-3 in overtime. But outside of me having to grip my teeth about Andrew Wiggins not just being in the All-Star game but a starter and the G League players being able to play in the rising stars, like, okay, you can, you can give them their own platform but don't start putting them in the All-Star game next. We can't do that. Although I wonder if that's where the league is going. You know, maybe maybe that's something that we didn't think about. The league wanting to have its own team that they can control, that doesn't have owners, which seems kind of like not possible, but they're doing it in a G League. So who knows? Who knows? But we're coming up on the All-Star game soon. And I don't have my gut check picks. So what is a man to do? I could do some nightly picks. Normally I do my my one pick of the day, which I just need to go back and tally up my record. I haven't been putting my record on there because I thought I made a mistake. It was like January 28th and I put my record as 10 and 15. I was like, wait a minute, that's only 25 games, which means I've missed three games. Or at least, I was supposed to do one pick every day. If I didn't miss three games, and at least my calculations are off. So I need to go back and do that. But I'm thinking that I gotta do a gut check pick in the NBA now. That's what I wanna do. It's just not quite the same. It really isn't. And I can't go too f- far out. You know, when you're looking at these picks, they only go through the next day, unlike the NFL, where I can see picks for, well, win the playoffs, Saturday and Sunday. But now I can't see that. Yeah, I can see the Super Bowl odds right now. I can only see two days out for the NFL, excuse me, for the NBA. And I only like to do big games. So what is a big game tonight? I think the biggest game for me is hmm, Lakers, Clippers, no. That would be a good game if the players were actually playing. All of them, I mean. That could be a good game. But I like another game that's a little more tantalizing, if you will. And that's the Bulls at the Raptors. The Raptors are favored at minus four and a half. As I mentioned when I was on the NBA exchange and as I've watched them, uh, not just recently, but at the beginning of the season when I looked at that roster, they're six and four in their last 10. They won three in a row. Raptors on the come up, 26 and 23. This would be a big win for them tonight. But do I pick them at four and a half to beat the Bulls? That's a tough one. Raptors don't have fans in the stands right now. It'd be a quiet game. I actually also wanted to experience one of those games, which I probably will not, but an empty stadium. um, Was very unique. But for tonight, for my gut check pick, I think I would take the Raptors at home at minus four and a half to beat the Chicago Bulls. That's my pick. The Bulls have won two in, two, won two in a row. They're 5-5 five five in their last 10. They're sitting atop the Eastern Conference. But the Toronto Raptors are on the come-up. Or if you're in, or you're from Canada, you say Toronto, right? You say Toronto. The T is silent. But that's my pick. And I'm sticking to it. To the window! That'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jamal K. Davis. I'm a Washington football team fan. And that's where I'm gonna stay. Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. To make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day right now we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the just for sport podcast all you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code j for sport and prize picks will match your first deposit up to 100 dollars yep that's right they'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today.